This is Foul Players Radio, your podcast for arts, entertainment, and pop culture. Welcome. My name is Michael Spedden, your host. Every episode features fun, fascinating stories about people in the performing arts, actors, authors, dancers, writers, musicians, athletes, you name it. Folks who are center stage, backstage, on camera, or behind the scenes. Sit back and listen. Let's have some fun. Foul Players Radio is a proud production of the Foul Players Group and the official podcast of the Foul Players of Perryville. Hi, this is Paul Castiglia, and you're listening to Foul Players Radio, the one-stop shop for all your pop culture needs. Hello, this is John Piat, Kevin Schmidt, and Jerry Bozick. And we're, we're August, August, a little band from Virginia. You can hear our story, other stories from the legendary Baltimore, D.C. music scene, and much, much more with Michael Spedden on Foul Players Radio. You can find it at www.foulplayersradio.com, on YouTube, and wherever you find podcasts online. Keep, Keep rocking. rocking. Hi, this is Bud Becker, and you're listening to Foul Players Radio. Well, hello, Michael Spedden here from Foul Players Radio, your home for arts, entertainment, and pop culture. We are rolling into fall, which means Halloween is just around the corner. That's every entertainer's favorite time of the year. Katie Gordon and Lily Burrell of Rogue Swan Theater are here tonight to tell us about their big Halloween show for 2022, Rogue Swan Enters the Silver Scream. The show will be performed at Milburn Stone Theater on October 28th and 29th and November 4th and 5th. For tickets to more information, www.rogueswantheaterco.com. That's Rogue Swan, and theater is spelled with an R-E, and then co.com, or www.milburnstone.com. If you're watching this, you're likely watching this on YouTube, and you can see that I have the greatest face in the world for radio. Here is some exciting news. Over the next few months, we are going to be relaunching some of our classic episodes and placing them on our new YouTube channel. Remember, Foul Players Radio can be heard on our main website, www.foulplayersradio.com, or any platform where podcasts can be found, such as Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and many more, as well as on our new YouTube channel. No matter where you listen, please remember, to hit the subscribe and like buttons and give us a good review, www.foulplayersradio.com. The Foul Players of Perryville have a few shows left this fall. We will be performing on the Western Maryland Scenic Railroad on October 8th and October 29th, and also on New Year's Eve. Tickets are available at www.wmsr.com. Also, don't forget your tickets for the Polar Express, which runs on the Western Maryland Scenic Railroad on selected dates from the Friday after Thanksgiving until Christmas Eve, www.wmsr.com. The Foul Players of Perryville will also be performing at Fifth Company Brewing right here in Perryville, Maryland on October 21st, November 12th. And December 10th, tickets are available, fifthcompanybrewing.com. Stick around. Katie Gordon and Lily Burrell of Rogue Swan Theater are coming right up. Hi, this is Kim of Kim's Crypt, and you're listening to Foul Players Radio. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Dwight Weems from Gaz the Fun Band, and you're watching and listening to Foul Players Radio. 
This is A.D. Adams, and you are tuned in to Foul Players Radio with your host, Michael Spedden. Yeah, hi. This is David Simmons from DC Star, and I am just encouraging all of you to tune in to Michael Spedden's show on Foul Players Radio and love the rock and roll of the past and the art of the future. And folks, welcome back to another episode of Foul Players Radio. And tonight, I am privileged to have with me um, a couple of members from Rogue Swan. And uh, it's Katie Gordon and Lily Burrell. And um, it's good to have you both tonight. You've got some exciting things coming up during the Halloween season. So I'm, I'm uh, looking forward to hearing all about it. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for having us. We, we love being with you. Well, thanks. It's it's great to have you on again. It's been a while. We were just talking a little before uh, we started the uh, recording <laughs> and um yeah it, it's been i think about almost three years now it's been I a think. pandemic yeah it's been a pandemic. exactly yeah. exactly i think uh you were getting ready to do was it it wasn't rocky horror was it or was no it? we were getting ready to do one of our um i think our halloween vaudeville it was that's it was. what it was that's what it strange was strange case yeah that's what it was yeah yeah well, well great to have you back and i'm glad to see that um i'm always seeing interesting things coming up from you all. And, um, I really admire, you know, your creativity and the fact that, um, you know, it, it you're just, you, you pick the, you pick fun things to do, Thank you know, you. you know, so, um, so tell us about, you know, uh, your, you know, your latest endeavor, what's coming up here. So we are going to be performing at the Milburn stone theater at the, okay. the last weekend in October, first weekend in November. Mm-hmm. And the show is called Rogue Swan Enters the Silver Screen. And it's based on a uh, an original horror musical that was uh, originated in the 90s called The Silver Scream. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just been personalized to fit our characters falling into that horror haunted house, basically. I see. I see. And it, it sounds it it's a really cool concept, this whole thing here. And um and you, you told me you've got some pretty ambitious things as far as uh, the set <laughs> and makeup and everything. Right. Um, tell us about that. I really, I think the listeners would be very interested to hear this. And I think once they hear it, they're definitely going to want to come see it. Oh, know? good. Well, we want them to come see it. But basically what happens is when the, um, when the character fall, when the characters fall, get pulled into the silver screen, which mm-hmm. is uh, basically old time horror movie, um, the entire set and all of the characters in our company will be black and white from mm-hmm. head to toe. We will be painted black and white to look like an old movie screen. Wow. Um, and then throughout it, depending on what, uh, what, what movie we're portraying right. is whether or not we are becoming color or not. So oh, eventually okay. We'll go from black and white to color movies um throughout that two-hour period yeah that's great that that's great and um i love you know and and i've had a number of people come on i think the last time we had you on as guests you not only were we talking about your upcoming show but we also talked about favorite horror movies Mm -hmm. and um so there are so many genres and so many eras of horror um, I think this would be just great to see that, you know, because, you know, we started off, of course, with the silent films and then the uh, universal films with the monsters right. yeah. and then things just kind of moved on from there. And then there's so many genres, you know, we move into uh, 
the fifties, which were probably a little more sci-fi oriented, um, the sixties, which kind of got into, um, and the seventies, which got into the, like the more of the disaster and the, uh, animals going wild yeah. movies. Yeah. And, um, and there's just the so slashers. much, the slashers of course, the slashers, yes. uh, the slashers and the, uh, and the, uh, psychologically disturbed people. Of course, we've got to have that there. So, uh, but so well, many all genres of those are represented. All oh, of great. Well, I'm sure we've missed one or two, but really the, the, this is a love letter to the horror films that started a genre. So even if we've missed a couple of them, definitely mm-hmm. the icons, particularly of black and white, because they were so influential in the rest oh. of the horror stream moving Like forward. the show starts with Nosferatu. Oh, hey, Nosferatu, of course. It, goes, it moves forward into the 40s, into the 50s. Mm-hmm. Um, it does end up, I will say, with slashers. Yes. Like, I, I hate to disclose anything but i will say that my husband is chasing me around with a chainsaw we We could go on forever clearly but we do have to have a beginning and end so mm-hmm. our ending is definitely in that 80s slasher era that is right. so iconic to horror now oh great yeah that that is just um that, that's wonderful that's wonderful and um I mean that that that's I, th- I think the crowd is really in for a great show. Um, well, I think what also makes this really different is um, Silver Scream itself has been performed up and down the East Coast. It's been mm-hmm. performed down home. Me and my brother originally from Mississippi, right over mm-hmm. the line from New Orleans. So sure, yeah. it's still performed down there. But the two things that make this performance brand new mm-hmm. are that number one. Um, the show has always been the silver scream. This is rogue enters it. And we've been given permission mm-hmm. by the, uh, the, the original uh, creator, Jimmy Burrell. Mm-hmm. We've been given permission to create this specifically for the rogue swan characters. So oh. it's the rogue characters that people have watched mm-hmm. actually undergoing all of this, which I think is really <laughs> cool. But then the other thing that makes this really stand above and beyond um, out from the other performances of Silver Scream is I have choreographed Silver Scream um, for t- uh, sound so old for 25 years I have right, performed right. Silver Scream and I have choreographed it again and again and again and again and again um, but it's always been to a pre-recorded track that was mm-hmm. created Rogue Swan has taken on the endeavor of bringing our 15 piece band onto the stage and creating it live. So this is the first time in 25 years in, in the history of silver screen that this will be a uh, live musical production of silver screen. Wonderful. Wow. And there was no sheet music. There was no sheet music. It was created by rogue. Nice. Nice. They did it out with, of course, appropriate permissions. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has been absolutely thrilling going to the band rehearsals and hearing tracks that I have heard my entire life become live in front of me. It's kind of a beautiful mm-hmm. moment. And we are so excited that we get to do that. Wow. I mean, everything you're telling me just sounds better and better about this mm-hmm. here and, um, 15 piece band, mm-hmm. um, and you know, no sheet music. That's wonderful. You know, that, that, that's how we all learn playing in bands. You know, you sit down and we used to sit down and wear the hell out of our cassette tapes, playing songs back and forth and trying to figure yeah. them out that way. <laughs> and, um, 
you know, uh, that, that's, that's how it was done. That's how it was done. And I love that. I love that. Yeah. You know, I, um, and it's going to be at Milburn stone. You say, correct? Yeah. Well, that's a good venue. That, that's a good auditorium right there. We, it's yeah. beautiful. You know? And it's exactly what we needed. It's, um, it's very, you know, it is a very specific space yes, to have yes. 15 to 17 dancers, mm-hmm. an entire black and white castle and a 15 piece band all on the physical same stage. We don't put the band in the pit in row. Mm-hmm. The band is on stage with us for interactions. So nice. therefore we have to be able to physically be able to do pretty intensive choreography mm-hmm. and, um, and then also have a, a, a two story castle a two and story. a band. Yeah. So we are so, grateful. <laughs> Melbourne stone yes. fit the bill yep. um, for our, we had to go with, the space that would allow us to do the show. Yeah. And we needed. Right. The right. So the height of it is actually the biggest gift. Yeah. It is. We need a double, a double set. Yeah. It is. Oh, that, that is a, it is a very high stage. You're right about yeah. that. Yes. And um, yeah, it does sound like, yeah, from what you're telling me that that is a good venue to fit what you're trying to do there. Um, yeah. I, I, I've seen a lot. I've seen quite a few shows there and um you know, it, it just, it, it works very, very well. That was a well-thought-out, well-built theater, I got to no, say. It's, be- it's a beautiful, th- it's a beautiful space. It really mm-hmm. is. So that worked out perfect for us um, just because we're not, um, we've never done one of our vaudevilles without having our band right next to us. And mm-hmm. so even though Silver Scream is a little different, um, that's just part of our, that's who we are. So mm-hmm. I, I would never want our core company to not be together and the band is part of that core company mm-hmm. yep. it, it seems like you guys are always doing something really cool around halloween i mean i guess those of us that are in the performing arts halloween seems to be like a favorite holiday for many people you know and i Absolutely. would say probably secondary to christmas you know because a lot of cool yeah. things happen around right. christmas mm-hmm. too um you know besides this show here let me just ask you to go down memory lane you know what are some of the uh your favorites that you've done over the years for Halloween. I guess everyone's kind of like uh, maybe trying to choose your favorite child or something. But <laughs> I mean, I think uh, to tell us a little more about some of the uh, memorable ones that, that to you, you know, yeah. maybe one of you. Well, when we did the strange case of rogue Swan, which we were talking about last time we met with you, uh-huh. um, it was basically uh, a, a story that Lily and I created that, uh, James, one of our, actually the president of Rogue, was um, the lead in, and he takes a potion, and basically it's the Jekyll and Hyde tale, and then he con- continues to get all of us whammied with the potion. Mm-hmm. So uh, we had the good guys that we were like the Scooby-Doo gang, having to get everyone <laughs> unwhammied, and, you know, the music that we use in the vaudevilles are, um, they can be any song that we basically mm-hmm. take and roguify. So, some of the music that was in there, we had, we went from, I put a spell on you. We had, um, uh, how we yeah. had bad moon rising, like every genre we had Oingo Boingo. We had so, <laughs> so much Oingo Boingo. We, had a we, have, a, we have a problem with Oingo Boingo. We, we love Oingo Boingo. Mm. So, You're dating uh, yourself. <laughs> that's okay. That's oh, you know what? Hey, you know, that, so am I. So uh, yeah, I love <laughs> There is no, you know, as of uh, September fifteenth, usually uh, there's the Oingo Boingo playlist on my phone, and I mm-hmm. stand by it. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know they went well, back to school with Rodney Dangerfield. Yep, they were yes, the band. They, that were. Is- <laughs> they were. They were. They sang "Dead Man's Party." Yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I love Oingo Booger. So I exactly. love that. Um, so I dated myself too to make up for there it. You so there, we- <laughs> there you go. There you go. So um, we do have technically the- though one of the more challenging things we did during the pandemic. We were supposed to have a a, a follow up to Strange Case. That was canceled due to the pandemic, but mm-hmm. it was called the Stranger Case. <laughs> well, we hadn't decided on that. That's what I called That's what Katie it. Uh-huh. the Stranger Case. Um, but of course, everything was canceled. We actually figured out how to run a hybrid, um, half film, half live performance. So our group got together during a pandemic and managed to safely do videos. Um, recordings and then have a live portion that was in an empty theater and we did it and we had a live streaming a live streaming of it it was very successful it was an amazing thing that we did it was uh, it proved for some of us because of the pandemic to be the first time we had physically done anything face to face and Mm -hmm. we were six feet apart the whole time it was a real challenge. Um, the Opera House was wonderful enough to let us, uh, the Opera House and Harvard Grace, yeah. to let us use the space. In an um, empty space. Empty space. But even during the pandemic, one of the things that I think Rogue uh, blossomed doing was creating, um, we kept what we call, what do we call it? The social distancing series. We had a social distancing series on, um, on YouTube. And mm-hmm. every song that we performed we even did a fundraiser where people got to vote for what songs they wanted wanted us to to perform Mm -hmm. and every song that we did was socially distanced to Mm -hmm. the point that our band would literally send around the track layering music on top of music so that we could actually continue performing Mm. and it was a huge challenge but it was something that uh was a labor of love and we um and it kept us all uh, connected. Yeah. It really did. It kept us together because, you know, a lot of theater companies, you go in and you audition for. You audition, mm-hmm. you're in the show, you meet the people, right. you move forward. But with Rogue, we are a company, which yeah. means we have a core group of people. And they we really are family. Hold, yeah, we, we don't do have hold auditions, auditions because they're core. They become, when they, when they join Rogue, they become part of the vaudeville and we create mm-hmm. characters specifically for them. We have a belly dancer. We have a tattooed man. We have our knife thrower. Everyone has their specific character that the two of us have molded for yeah. them. So um, we don't, you know, because of that, it really has become, I mean, it's truly a family. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. I mean, that's what it sounds like. And um Wow. Wow. I mean, quite an ensemble you have there. Um, you want to tell us about a couple of your members? Um, I know that's a long list of people. I know 17 in the band and how many in the ensemble? Right. Um, some of them split the time between band and ensemble, which is always sure. exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, we have all of, so Katie is my aunt. All of our family is in this. My father is Jimmy Burrell, who wrote the original Silver Scream. Oh, He's also okay. our drummer. He's also our drummer. So all of our family is involved. The belly dancer is his wife, yes. your stepmother. My stepmother. 
Mm-hmm. Um, my my children, both of my boys, one of them um, is one of our main uh, performers and yeah. vocalists. The other one is our bassist, who's amazing. Um, mm-hmm. My husband uh, plays in the band. He plays the accordion. He plays the stand-up bass. He plays the piano. And he's also mm-hmm. performing. He's Leatherface this time. <laughs> um, Lily's husband is the tattooed man is the tattooed man i so it's just it's literally a a family affair for us and then Mm -hmm. the family that we've chosen along the way so marion Mm -hmm. who is our our lead she's the girl that's getting you know there's always a final girl in the black and white films and all horror movies pretty much there's the one girl marion is the girl in every song that gets stuck her nickname is moxie her nickname is Moxie. Mm -hmm. moxie we found her at a coffee shop she showed up she kept showing up and wouldn't leave so finally i was like come on yes and then she brought her wonderful (laughs) wonderful boyfriend and now her boyfriend is not only a performer Mm -hmm. but one of our guitarists yep so it's Mm. just slowly we find people and then literally what's really cool honestly Mm -hmm. i have to say about this production of silver silver scream yeah is that in 1998 when I was pregnant with my first child, who is now one of the leads in this show, yeah. um, we did Silver Scream. Mm-hmm. And three, James, yeah, Melissa, James, and Melissa, James, Melissa, and Dane are in this show. Nice. Yes. They have come. Well, James is our president, so he's always he's in been, our shows. He's, he's, he's there. there. He's mm-hmm. with us. Yeah. We can't get rid of you him. Met his him. family. You've met him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Dane and Melissa first did... Silver Scream in 1998, and they've come back for this show, and I cannot tell you how amazing that is. Mm, that that that's awesome. That is just great. That is just great. I, I love this. I love this. Yeah, I think you know? this show resonates with people, and there's been mm-hmm. so many Silver Scream alumni that have come back to it again and again. When oh we yeah, we did it at HCC in 2012. We had. Um, Carrie, who was in it back in, in 98, 98, who showed up for 2012. She drove at like an hour each yeah. way to get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, this show, and I think it is because it is such an ensemble show. If you're a horror movie fan, you're going to have a great time. But mm-hmm. if you are a dance fan, you're going to have an amazing time. Right. Of the 13, of the, I think 13 or 14 numbers, at least 11 of them are pure dance. Okay. It's a okay. heavy dance show. But also, it's really nice because I think people return to be in Silver Scream because it is the ensemble that is the busiest. They are the one, I mean, they are going from being a drag bride to being in King Kong, in Kong. They are going from being in Kong to being in the Wolf, Wolfman. It is constant. They are the busiest people in the cast are the ensemble. And I think it's <laughs> yeah. wonderful to have a have a show like that. Yeah. Oh you yeah, know? <laughs> like they we could not do the show without the ensemble. The oh end. yeah, oh yeah. Like they are the ensemble. The dancers are the backbone of this show, absolutely. And they will come back and do it because they know that they are adored and appreciated because mm-hmm. they are the backbone. Wonderful, man! This is so cool. This is so cool. What are the dates for this? So we have. Uh, October 28th and 29th. So it's a Friday and Saturday at 8 p.m. 
Okay. We're not doing matinees. So it's Friday, Saturday. And then the next week we have November 4th and November 5th, which is another Friday, Saturday at 8 p.m. Okay. Okay. And um, where is, do you have your own website for tickets? So Melbourne Stone handles, because we are renting from them, they handle the tickets. So their oh, website does. Okay. Sure, However, yeah. Rogue Swan Theater does have our own website and I have put a ticket link in there as well. So you can access it from our website hmm, and you get okay. to see a bunch of other cool stuff on there. Or you right. can go straight to the Melbourne Stone website and pick up tickets there. I see. I see. Well, this is... um. Okay. Okay. Well, great, great, great. I, um, this is definitely something folks, I would encourage you to go see, you know, um, I I love the creativity and I just love this group. You know, you remind me of, um, a couple of people I knew there were a few people who, um, back in my, you know, uh, hair band days, (laughs) you know, dating myself again, you know, um, (laughs) there were a couple of bands around where they actually had, not only the band, but they also had like members of the band who would build p- the props mm-hmm. and they were part of the show. I mean, they were not necessarily musicians, but they were in the band because they were building yeah. all these wonderful things and putting together all these wonderful stage shows and everything. I mean, um, the early nineties was kind of a response to the bigness, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, kiss from the seventies and, Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper. Throughout grunge kind of came in and things kind of moved back to being minimalist. But there were still bands and things around, you know, even you know, unsigned or underground bands that were still doing the big shows. Right. Yeah, maybe not quite in terms of the size of the stage, but the things that were in the show and everything. And from you telling me how you've got this big, you know, not only your own literal family, but a family ensemble. And you're all contributing all these wonderful things to the productions here. You're you're taking my mind back to those days and those people. And this is really cool. Thank you me. know, um, this is really, really cool. Um, you know, I uh you know, I I'd, I'd love to see this. I would definitely love to see this myself, you know. Um, you know, how about um so you've that got that coming up here and um you know, for Halloween season. Now let, let me ask you this here, as I know, you know. Rogue Swan does not end at the end of Halloween. I know that you're going to have your next project. Have you started planning something for beyond (laughs) Halloween? Yes. Katie and I are always planning. So I do want to say, I do want to say, Mike, um, that there we are having October 15th in Mm -hmm. the evening in Haverty Grace, a, an amazing Halloween pub crawl. Yes. A pub mm-hmm. crawl for the recently deceased, as it were, uh-huh. um, in Haverty Grace. And it's a fundraiser for us. Yep. McGregor's mm-hmm. has um, helped us in creating it. So mm-hmm. you can also find information about that on our website. I see. Because tickets see. are already selling for that. Okay. okay. And there's like, I think, five or six venues. Pubs at that least, people, yeah. at least that mm-hmm. people go to. It will be a nice hall. It'll yeah. be a nice hall. Everyone's dressing up, mm-hmm. and it's going to be each group is going to be led by different characters from our show, different, okay. different performers. Yeah, wonderful. So we've got that. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure you're aware there's a winter Celtic festival coming up. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so we are we are performing, performing there. there on the in sat on the Saturday day. Sorry, it's a it's a weekend now, but we are mm-hmm. in the Saturday at the Star Center. Oh, right, right. In Haverty Grace. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have already started plans for a June vaudeville. <laughs> so we are well ahead into June. And potentially a March show. And potentially a March show. Yes. And a March show as well. Yep. Uh, interesting, interesting. So you've got your whole, you know, you've got, you know, uh, plans, you know, going down the line and they all sound like really cool things, you know, they all mm-hmm. sound like really cool things. And, um, I've seen you all out promoting during first Fridays and stuff because, um, you know, I know whenever I had a show, I was always walking around in costume, trying to drum up some people to come see me. Yeah. And, um, people would mostly just look at me like I was weird. But, um, <laughs> you know, um, but that, you know, that, that, that's, that's such a great town and you know, they're, they're very supportive of artistic endeavors over there, yes, you know, absolutely. And, and, and that's really getting to be the way of things, you know, out in this area, really, um, things are, you know, um, I know Bel Air and, um, you know, Habit of Grace, um, you know, I know over in Perryville, they're starting to do stuff, you know, yeah. local homegrown talent. Right. You know, people out doing things and um you know putting on shows and you know people are supporting it which is wonderful you know yeah yeah and, we love that our little town is very busy full of music all the time and it's mm-hmm. one of my favorite things about Howard Grace you've got the state theater you've got the opera mm-hmm. house now you yep. have the star center pretty much every genre of what you may want to see is right here and every mm-hmm. weekend there's something going on yeah there is something always going on there is mm-hmm. something always and they have ghost tours over there too and the ghost really and the cool. tours. Yeah. Yep. That, that's really cool too. I mean, it's such a cool town. And um, I got it. And, and the thing is, it really seems like, you know, not only are the uh, organizations really stepping forward, but it seems like they've really got the support of the mayor and, you know, the powers that be over there. Oh, yeah. I agree. Really help these things going. And um, that, that's really, it, it's really, um, you know, it just goes to show you how, you know, the arts and entertainment and things like that can really help with a town's renaissance, you know, it's just one thing that kind of gets the ball rolling. And, um, you know, once everything gets going together, you know, I mean, you really have what, what's really turning into a great town over there, you know, having a grace years ago. And, and I can, you know, I'm from Dundalk and I took the butt of that for, and I still do. (laughs) Okay. But the thing is, is that, you know, people years ago when I was a cable TV guy, you know, 25, God, over 30 years ago, um, you know, dating myself again here. People used mm-hmm. to call it have a disgrace, you know, but yeah, now right. it's beautiful. It's it beautiful. Is. It's it's amazing. I live in the historic area of Haverty Grace, and it's yeah, absolutely yeah. it's yeah. wonderful. I park my car and walk everywhere. Yeah, and, you know, I do yeah. want to say that you know it's interesting to me, and I think something that um came from COVID, whether mm-hmm. it's you know there are so many negatives from COVID, clearly. But I really do think that it was a moment where the world got to take a step back and recognize the importance of um, the arts. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because, yep. because when there could be no football, when there could be no basketball, when there could be none of those things, mm-hmm. we were still able through technology and through perseverance to continue providing what I hope was entertainment and hope in a very scary time. Sure, sure. And it was, it was, you know, Broadway that stepped up and started putting videos on and everyone mm-hmm. started stepping up and really just like we were providing one, at least one video every three weeks or something, working mm-hmm. our butts off literally in a backyard separated because mm-hmm. we were, we were trying to be a, pro- stay safe. 
mm-hmm. but to do it so that people still had something to hold on to because no one knew what was going on. And mm-hmm. so I think that the outcome of that is that people really have the opportunity now to recognize. And this is the moment for people to recognize just how our world turns because of the, the talents and art that is out there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now I, I didn't perform with my murder mystery group, you know, during COVID very much, um, you know, I would we were, assume you couldn't because of the venues you would be in. Well, yeah, the venues and uh, and the fact they were closed. It wasn't like they were just open but not having entertainment. They were closed. Right. And um, but I spent a lot of that time, as did a lot of other people, you know, that really couldn't perform out at the time, writing and right. preparing for the time, you know, uh, preparing for things to reopen. Uh, right. So I, you know, you spent time going back to the drawing board, you know building and fixing those props that have been like, yep, yep I got to get to fix that sometime. I got to do, do yep. that sometime. I got to, I've had this in this idea in my head. Well, you're not doing anything this weekend. So why don't you do it? Okay. Yeah. So yeah, you re- we started making the costume shop. We started making the costume <laughs> Bingo. Shop there you go. Um, there you go. A, yeah. From a company perspective, we took the time to become nonprofit. It's a very yeah. arduous task. It was literally us on zoom for zoom. hours. And now we are, a nonprofit entity. Oh, good. Yeah, I've I know how that is. I was on the board of uh, two of them over the years, and I wasn't even like um, an officer. I or I wasn't even like the president, and I wasn't dealing with all that. But I witnessed peripherally what all that's like, and I'm like, oh, Jesus, yeah, that's a that's lot. <laughs> it, it is a lot, that. and and you better have your eyes dotted and your T's crossed too. Or else you're in some, you know, you're going to have some problems, you know, yep. but it, well, well, good for you. Good for you. Love it. Love it. We try you know? and stay busy. We Absolutely. don't know how to sit still. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know something um, I can tell. I can tell, you know, and um, I, I I love this. I absolutely, you know, love this. And I can't wait to see this show coming up and, and the rest of them that are you know coming down the pike that you, uh, you know, that you mentioned there. Um, how about, um. Yeah, you you had talked about some shows from the past and everything. Do you have anything that's like maybe a bucket list for you, or something that you would like to attempt without giving too much away? Uh, licensed shows or something just for us? For you, for for your, uh, or 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 anything really. Um, I, you know, something that you would like to do with Rogue Swan, mm-hmm. but um, maybe something else you'd like to do maybe on your own too. Yeah. Um, on the Rogue Swine perspective, we would love to do sort of a, a local tour, as it were, to take some of our, a couple of our vaudevilles, clean them up and be able to go to different places mm-hmm. and just spend a little time and actually be able to pay our performers to be doing this. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, you know, we yeah, start every vaudeville with us physically walking through uh, basically setting up the stage. The stage is not set. We physically mm-hmm. walk in as though we're walking into a town and putting up the tent. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that is my goal, to walk yeah. into a town and put up the tent. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. Excellent. Excellent. Um, wow. You know, well, this is great. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm just like, you know, now you got me thinking about things I want to do when I'm supposed to be doing a show here. I'm kind of like doing that. <laughs> All of a sudden, all these ideas are coming into my head and everything. I'm like, yeah, focus, Mike. Come on, let's get. <laughs> but um, 
Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Well, um, I tell you what, let's um, let's you know, um, give us your official website name. Um, Let me pull it up so I get it exactly right. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So it is Rogue Swan Theater Co. So Rogue Swan Theater Co. dot com. Okay. Okay. Rogue Swan Theater Co. Is it is it R E or E R for theater? R E. R E. Okay. Okay. Mm And And it has um, everything. It has all of our information, our upcoming shows. It has a link to our bonfire store, which is just a fundraising store where you can get some really cool merchandise and we get some of the profits from it. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you want to wrap a Rogue Swan t-shirt or a a Silver Scream t-shirt, we've got Uh those for you. More designs are on the way for October, of course. So are you going to be selling that at the show too? We will have um, a... So, yes, we're doing things a little bit hybrid, so that way we don't have to carry a bunch of inventory. We will have a sample, Mm -hmm. and you'll be able to scan. You'll have one of those QR codes you can scan and order whatever you want. Oh, okay. Okay, great, great. Yeah, it seems like you've got a lot going on here, you know. Um, (laughs) Well, wonderful. Well, I I really appreciate you coming on the show tonight and, you know, catching up again. It's been great, you know. Um, Thank you so much, Mike. We appreciate your time immensely. Yeah. You know, I, I have, you know, I, I, I absolutely love it. You know, um, you know, people doing great things around here and, um, that's really the purpose of my show is to tell people about these things. You know, we've got a lot of great, you know, uh, fans, we've got a lot of great, you know, groups out there, you know, I mean, uh, you know, we've got your group out there who's, you know, doing all kinds of great shows and everything I've had as guests, you know, have you ever, you've seen the Huns before, right? You know, you know, Kendra, of course, right? Yeah. And, um, she's, you know, one of my actors and, uh, one of the Huns as well. Yeah. Um, our official ambassadors of goodwill and, <laughs> Excellent. Um, and, um, you know, a group of ladies who, um, to me, they look like every one of my friend's grandmothers when I was growing up <laughs> or moms, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, there there is a lot around here. Um, you know, there was a lot in the past because I do bring people on from you know years ago um, to tell their stories and what was going on years ago and what's going on now is really the name of the game. And there's a lot right. to be excited about around here. So, uh, well, thank you all for being with us today. I really appreciate it, folks. Uh, make sure you get out and see uh, Rogue Swan enters the silver screen and. Um, www.rogueswantheaterco.com. Yep, yep. I got that right. And Perfect. also Milburn Stone Theater. Is it milburnstone.com or milburnstonetheater.com? Let's you, look. You'll, they'll find it. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm saying <laughs> yeah. it's not split hairs over that. <laughs> so wonderful. Well, again, thank you all with Rogue Swan. Folks, get out and see them. They really do some cool stuff. And uh, we will see you all next time. Okay. Thank you so much, Mike. Thank you, ladies. We'll see you next time. Okay. And folks, thank you for tuning in again tonight uh, to Foul Players Radio. We had Katie Gordon and Lily Burrell of Rogue Swan Theater on. This is going to be a great show. Uh, Rogue Swan enters the Silver Scream. It's going to be at Milburn Stone Theater October 28th and 29th and November 4th and 5th. 
for tickets and more information again, www.rogueswantheaterco.com or www.milburnstone.com. Definitely go and check them out. And we will see you next time on Foul Players Radio, www.foulplayersradio.com.